0: coming up dirt bikes recreational vehicles and snake fighting (laughs) it's a testosterone fueled ride through the ninth level of hell on this episode of kiss the goat X,
1: and I'm Cootie, and this is Kiss Kiss the Goat. goat. Our season of The Witch is over, and X and I are back to doing what we do best. Show off? No. Well, yeah, but that's not what I meant. I meant we're back to talking about devil movies.
0: Ah, the satanic silver screen, (laughs) the Luciferian light show, the Mistophilian
1: multiplex... (laughs) you're obviously not drunk enough yet i don't even know how you said all that without fucking up hey big words i can do it's
0: the little ones that mess me up but you know you're, you're right though i could send another drink but golly i can't decide what i want do i want one of the driest martinis known to man or do i want a refreshing and invigorating energy drink shh Those are two strange and horrible choices. I know, love, and they're offered for a reason. But let's go with the energy drink, mostly because I cannot wait to get into this. Hit the music.
1: and delve into the world of viral videos because we're not a video program, but holy shit, you have got to hear this.
0: This woman, whose name I could not find after a good you know, 90 seconds of research, was at a place and she was filmed explaining quite fervently why Monster Energy
1: Drink is an instrument of the devil. <laughs> Let's take a listen to what she says and we'll pop in when we need to. <laughs>
2: look at your m closely there's a gap right here in the letter m it's never connected so you go into hebrew the letter vav is also the number six short top long tail short top long tail you could have here in hebrew six 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 on the can
0: she's right you do have six 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 on the can Unfortunately, the number of the beast, as all good Iron (music) Maiden fans know, is 666. In Hebrew, that number would be represented by completely different numerical characters. So by her logic, the number of the beast is actually 18.
2: (laughs) But my interest is the word monster. What do you see in the oak? There's a cross. Okay. What has Christ got to do with an energy drink, let alone the name Monster? So I thought, well, maybe this is a Christian company then. BFC at the bottom of the can. Do you know what that stands for? That's the F word. Big can. In fact, they write it on the side of the can, so I know that's the F.
1: Yes, BFC means big fucking can. SFW means so fucking what? The drink does come in a big fucking can. And as far as I can tell, that's truth in advertising.
2: Okay. Now, do you know what a MILF is? Yes, that's on the box. (laughs) MILFs, dig it. And you will,
0: too. Do you know what a MILF is? She is seriously asking that. Do
1: you know what a MILF is? I know what a MILF is. Honey, you are one. <laughs>
2: this is not a Christian company at all. So why would they have put <clears throat> a cross on the can? Here is the message. Anti-Christ. 666 in Hebrew.
1: Okay, so first of all, the assumption that Monster is owned by a Christian company is hilarious. <laughs> I mean, if they were, they would be marketing to Christians. That's what Christian companies do. They see themselves as separate from the secular world, and they mark it to their own.
0: Also, there's no cross in the O of the logo. I can understand why she would think there is, but look at it in context. There's a line through the O, because that's how the font works. <laughs> Hell, this could be a Swedish company for all she knows. It's not a religious symbol. It's an embellishment. That's like saying the S in the monster logo has a J in it, and that stands for Jesus.
2: And then the Bible talks about the beast in Revelation. And look at monsters' ad. This is their statement. You see these M's everywhere. Hats, T-shirts, bumper stickers. Is there another agenda here? If God can use people and product, so can Satan.
1: She says, if God can use people and product, so can Satan. Well, then that sounds like a pretty even fight, doesn't it? I mean, (laughs) God sounds like he could use a better marketing firm. And she's back to the beast thing.
0: Unleash the beast. Let me remind you of what we talked about last week. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Paul Heyman. And I am the advocate for the beast. Just because someone says the word beast, they are not automatically making a reference to the devil.
1: (laughs) Just like every time someone uses the word God, they aren't automatically referring to Jesus.
2: And look at it this way. Even if the M was not the issue, you cannot deny that that is a cross. And what is witchcraft? When the cross goes upside down,
0: bottoms up, and the devil laughs. And the devil laughs. No, lady, the whole fucking world is laughing (laughs) at the amazing line of bad crazy that you firmly seem to believe is true.
1: There's an old saying, if you keep looking for trouble, you'll find it. This woman is obviously looking for the devil and has found him. (laughs) She'll keep on finding him, too, everywhere. Now, is this going to strengthen her faith? I mean, is this going to raise her standing within the Christian community? I have no idea.
0: Man, I'm glad there's no tea and vodka.
1: (laughs) No, but there is a tea in sacraments.
2: Something to think about. Wow. This is how clever Satan is and how he gets into the Christian home and a Christian's life, and it breaks God's heart. Jesus said, my people perish for lack of knowledge.
0: The people can perish for lack of knowledge. That's correct. But they perish more for lack of common sense.
1: And that's all for Satan in the News for this week. When we come back, we're going to get manly. Stay tuned as we discuss one of the most macho devil movies ever made, 1975's Race with the Devil. Back after this. Booyah!
2: Movies need only three things. Badasses. You tell me who you want done, and I'll do the hell out of
3: it. A chick with drive who don't take no jive. Boobs. Do you know that the female breast... Known to be the source of life since Eve, can be deadly weapons.
2: And body counts.
3: Body count. The mathematics of murder. And
2: the BBNBC Podcast discusses lesser-known action, exploitation, and horror cult cinema. You can find the show on iTunes, Stitcher Smart Radio, and SoundCloud by searching for BC Podcast. You can also listen to each episode directly on the show's website at BadassesBoobsAndBodyCounts.com. Got the goddamn
3: message? Let's go to work.
0: It's 8 o'clock. Is it time to get the show on the screen or what?
3: Do you enjoy watching films with friends? Do you like to consume vats of alcohol? It's the 40s and some bitches, babe. Yeah!
0: Me, I like beer. If you like all that and none of those artsy-fartsy films... Does this mean we don't get to go to the Fellini Festival?
3: Fuck the Fellini Festival! Then watch and listen to two drink minimum commentaries.
0: Every Wednesday, myself and a rotating panel of the filthiest podcasters I can muster <laughs> up Give you our comments, observations, and sometimes we might actually talk about the film as we class up some of your favorite films. The only way we know how, as raunchy as we can. <laughs> What's this movie, B.G.A.? Oh, yeah. This podcast sure is fucking...
3: Not only do you get the audio, but the video that goes with it.
0: Just listen to the shit that comes out of these filthy pirates.
3: <laughs> you don't need to get an erection when your cock's full of rigor mortars.
0: <laughs> fucking curb stomp a baby for a paganator right now. i think the moral of the story is don't let corky run cerebro unforgivable if you could stand all that come and get your fill and your fix of two trick Venom
1: commentaries
3: all the cool kids are doing it
0: two trick Venom commentaries is a proud member of the legion podcast
2: network
1: Come on,
0: is it really a spoiler? Some people get really upset about things like this.
1: Well, this movie is older than I am, for fuck's sake.
0: I know, I know, but I still think
1: we should throw out a spoiler alert. Better safe than flamed. (laughs) All right, fine. I think it's stupid, but okay. All right, listeners, please be warned that we will be revealing spoilers for tonight's movie, which is almost 40 fucking years old. So, if you still want to have a virgin watch for this movie, we strongly suggest that you skip the next part of the show.
0: Which is the bulk of the show, actually.
1: With a lot of good information and some arguably funny
2: bits.
0: But, yeah, do what you need to do. If you feel the need to skip forward to the questions and the drinking and the go asking and such, go right ahead. Fucking purists. You know, we don't even really know what our demographic is. We don't know the male-to-female ratio. We don't know the ages of our listeners. We don't know what they drink when they're all alone, crying tears of bitterness into their <laughs> old days of the news shirts. Maybe our <laughs> listeners don't mind our spoiler
1: episodes. So what? Poll it? Yeah, exactly. Let's poll it. Awesome. So you guys go to our Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash groups slash kiss the goat. And let us know how you feel about spoilers. Yes? No? Is there a spoiler statute of limitations? You tell us what you think. The poll will be up for two weeks, and we'll go from there. Does that sound fair? I think it does, yeah. All right. Well, we're still going to spoil the shit out of Race with the Devil. Fine with me. So the spoiler alert stands.
0: If you don't want to know the ending to Race with the Devil, please skip ahead a bit.
1: Or grow some fucking testicles and listen to the show. (laughs)
0: Well, really, when it comes down to it, Race with the Devil has some fantastic subtext about what it means to be a man and to have testicles and that whole machismo thing. But, you know, we'll get to that here in a bit.
1: All right. Well, first things first, please hear and enjoy the trailer for Race with the Devil.
3: Two men on a dream vacation. What the hell are they doing? Witness an unspeakable evil. I'm not sure a think they killed her. Back! Frank, they've seen us. And get trapped in an unbelievable nightmare. Off, Why? What's
2: wrong? What
3: are you guys up to? What? <laughs> 20th Century Fox presents race with the devil we saw somebody murdered what some sort of ritual across the river a girl got stabbed they're chasing us (laughs) starring peter fonda and warren
1: oates
3: (laughs) there was nowhere they could hide
1: alice look what was stuck to the back window it's some
3: kind of message witchcraft witches (laughs) frank they're trying to screw with their brains so what are we going to do about it there was no one they could trust. He oh, killed
2: my dog. Well, did anybody hear anything? Didn't anybody
3: see anything? Go on with your trip. Have a good time. Leave this up to me. There was nothing they could do.
2: They followed us all the way from Bandera. They're ah! here right now watching us.
3: But run. Shit him, Frank. And race with the devil. There's somebody on top. Frank has got to leave. We gotta stay in here. No Go good! Peter Fonda, Warren Oates, Loretta switt Lara Parker. Race with the devil. When you race with the devil. You'd better be faster than hell. God damn.
0: Even just that trailer makes me want to beat the shit out of somebody. It makes me want to pull up to a red light and challenge some soccer mom on a Prius to a pink slip race into oblivion. It makes me want to tinker with engines
1: or go lawnmower racing. It makes me want to mow the lawn with a flamethrower. It makes me want to buy a 32-foot-long RV and drive from San Antonio to Aspen, Colorado with my wife and two best friends. Your wife? Shut up, woman. Make me a turkey pot pie. Extra pie. Looks like I'm headed to the
0: kitchen. I guess we'll be back in a few minutes. Y'all just hang out here and listen to these promos. Cody, do we do we even have any turkey? Chill one. Banana laser promo, take one.
1: Hey, guys, it's with Zell and Z here. Yeah, we're just uh, kicking back in the laser lounge right now, taking a break from uh, what we normally do to tell you all about our show Banana Laser. Uh, we're just here for sick fucks like ourselves that love horror movie and just yeah fuck
0: the banana wazer podcast
1: it's yeah (laughs) (laughs) everything and um you know it's for sick fucks like ourselves (laughs) so if you like salty commentary
2: In skewed views,
0: foul-mouth skewed views, and
3: look—we're uh, terrible at this. I'm
2: fucked up dude
3: i, I are I, terrible. I, I, oh my! <laughs> <God>. <laughs> all, <so> <laughs> all right, forget it. Fuck it.
0: Uh, you can find Banana Laser at horophilia.com. Check us out on Facebook. Join our Facebook group. Follow us on Twitter, Banana Laser Show. Look us up on YouTube, Banana Lasers everywhere. iTunes. Stitcher radio, look us up so you can join us.
3: Do you like movies? Do you like beards? Do you bathe in raw meat? Do you dance under the fiery sky of Ra, daisies threaded through your man-chest mane? Foolish question. Yes, we all do. But do you do it listening to the podcast from the After Movie Diner? If not, then you're missing out and you may or may not spend eternity in insufferable torment wedged between Simon Cowell and Piers Morgan in an elevator that smells of death. The After Movie Diner is a website dedicated to movies. New, old, large, small, and of every genre. There are written reviews, interviews with the famous and interesting, and a weekly podcast with comedy, reviews, interviews, a variety of fascinating and flatulent co-hosts, and music to tap your toe to. So why aren't you on board? Get there or miss out on the podcasting sensation of a generation, one that feels like being slightly tongued by an over-enthusiastic cocker spaniel. Find us on iTunes, Spreaker, Stitcher, TalkShoe, and over at AfterMovieDiner.com.
0: How's that pot pie?
1: More vodka. Wait till the next break. <laughs> Fine. Race with the Devil is a strange mixture of genres. It's part devil cult movie, part action movie, and part testicle swelling alpha male movie. And how can it not be? I mean, you've got Warren Oates. Sam Peckinpah's favorite badass.
0: Bring him the head
1: of Alfredo Garcia and a medium Coke to go, please. (laughs) And Captain America himself, Peter Fonda, son of Henry Fonda, motorcycle riding, LSD dropping, counterculture hedonist godhead, and all-around cool motherfucker.
0: Warren Oates plays the owner of a successful motorcycle and dirt bike dealership. Peter Fonda is on Warren's race team.
1: When we first see the two together, they're on the racetrack talking about bikes, how fast bikes go, and how to go faster on bikes that are already fast.
0: If you look quickly during that track scene, you can see one of the few screen appearances of a man named Paul A. Partain, otherwise known as Sally Hardesty's wheelchair-bound brother, Franklin, in the Texas Chainsaw Massacre.
2: (laughs) It's going to be a fun trip.
3: If I have any more fun today, I don't think I'm going to be able to take it.
1: And little mustache in this movie—it's so cute. So, so after five years of
0: racing bikes and selling bike parts, Warren and Peter are going on a vacation
1: together. And while this sounds like a groundbreaking depiction of a homosexual relationship, it really isn't. Uh, Warren Oates' wife is played by Loretta Swit, who is Hot Lips from the MASH TV show, if you'll remember. And Peter Fonda's wife is played by Lara Parker, who was on Dark Shadows for a bit.
0: Now, had these female characters not been in this movie, this would have been a fantastic, tragic bromance. But let's hold off on that for a bit and talk about this amazing 1975 RV that Warren Oates has bought for the trip.
1: (laughs) This Land Cruiser is 32 feet long. Boom! has swivel chairs, a four-burner cooktop. Four burners. Four burners, a conventional oven, and a microwave oven. You can brown your bird. That's right. It has a wooden console color television with an antenna on top of the vehicle. Perfect reception. A Roman bath, sleeping compartments, and best of all, A full bar. It is a rolling holiday (laughs) in. And the plan is to take that bad, mamma-jamma, giant, gas-sucking monstrosity from San Antonio, Texas to Aspen, Colorado.
0: That is an 822-mile trip. Four people and a dog.
1: Oh, the dog. That friggin' dog.
0: She's a Pomeranian named Ginger.
1: Yappy-ass little dust mop.
0: On the first part of the journey, they decide to go off the road. There are plants and birds and rocks and things. There's sand and hills and rings. They drive across a river to a nice little clearing and decide to make camp.
1: Like you do. Huh. Now, these guys obviously haven't seen Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Seriously. They have a 32 foot long RV. They drive off the road over a river. And park on what could be someone's private property. And then the boys decide to do a little dirt bike riding because they're some entitled, hardworking sons of bitches. Oh, and for your own protection, make sure the volume is down during the dirt bike section because the only sound more annoying than dirt bikes is that stupid Pomeranian dog the girls have back at the RV.
0: Seriously, you know why I never wanted to fucking ride dirt bikes? It's because they sound so obnoxious. They sound like angry robot hornets. And who wants that between their legs? (laughs) Well. (laughs) Oh, come on. There's not a vibrator on the market today that sounds like it can eat its (laughs) way through a solid steel building, even on
1: high speed. Well, I don't know that that's true, but I'm willing to do the research to find out. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that night. Our
0: quartet is trying to have a delightful romantic wine dinner inside a fucking RV. I'm curious as to why you would attempt to have a romantic dinner inside of an RV with another couple, unless you're, you know, swapping bunks. Otherwise, you're going to be listening to each other go at it, because in an RV, you're, what, three feet away from each other? (laughs) Well,
1: I don't mind the noises, depending on who it is.
0: I don't either, but it's got to be some interesting conversation later. Damn, son, your woman's squeaky.
1: <laughs> Which could be a badge of honor. It absolutely could be. <laughs> so after dinner, the true couple of the movie, Peter Fonda and Warren Oates, bundle up in their winter coats and knit caps and go outside to continue drinking while the little ladies stay inside to clean up after dinner.
0: I guess they don't know how to build a fire, but the people across the River are sure as shit do it blazes up huge and it captures the boy's attention so they grab their binoculars and they start checking out the
1: action <laughs> someone's built a bonfire and not just any bonfire either
0: Devil worshippers are dancing around the fire, some in hooded cloaks, some wearing nothing at all. A blonde girl steps
1: in front of the high priest. Well, we figure he's the high priest because he's the one wearing half a mask and holding the longest dagger. I think that's
0: prerequisite for being the high priest is to have the longest dagger. (laughs) Anyway, she takes off her robe and the other members of the cult lift her high above their heads.
1: So... The burning question for me at this point is, why the hell did they blur the nudity for the sacrificial
0: chick? Right, that's true. When you look at her, you can't see nipple, you don't see butt or anything, no. Yeah, you like
1: blink, thinking that maybe something's gone wrong with your eyesight for a second, but no, (laughs) she's she's just blurred out.
0: Right. Um, I read one article that said that that was supposed to be from the heat signature of the bonfire.
1: Bullshit. I... I,
0: (laughs) Well, I'm not done. I think I think the, the real truth of it was another article I read a while back that says the nudity was actually blurred in the original release so they could keep their PG rating.
1: Wow. Well, it seems weird that they would have gone for a PG rating with this movie because it's such obvious drive-in fare. Yeah, I know, but PG almost always means more money. I mean, it's one
0: thing if only adults can see it. It's a whole other thing if adults and kids can go see it, you know? Follow the Mm -hmm. cash, baby. Follow that cash. That's
1: true. Well, regardless, the boys are happy because this is a free show for them. It's blurry and edited for us, but it's great for them. And this is what camping is all about.
0: Then the high priest plunges his biggest dagger into the blonde girl's chest. (laughs) Party foul. The guys realize they've witnessed a murder, but the girls come out of the RV with that goddamn dog raising all kinds of ruckus. The Satanists, who are now aware that someone has witnessed them murdering a girl, start running towards the RV. So the boys scoot the girls and the dog into the RV, and they take off.
1: (laughs) And as they drive across the river, of course, they get stuck in a fucking hole in the riverbed. And this gives the devil worshippers plenty of time to catch up with the RV. So the guys finally get the RV loose by shoving some brush up under the tire and getting some traction. The
0: boys get going, even though it was Loretta Swit driving, but they shove the RV into low gear to make it up this steep hill.
1: Now, this coven is apparently part of Satan's track team. Because three or four of them catch up to the RV and start climbing all over it. One guy even knocks out the back window and tries to crawl in, but Peter Fonda knocks him down with a sponge mop.
0: First and last time a man will touch a mop in this whole movie. (laughs) Yep.
1: So they get over the hill, and the Satanists fall off the vehicle as it picks up speed. But our weird little foursome find themselves in a bit of a sticky wicket. They've witnessed a murder. And they're on the run from a group of perpetrators who aren't afraid to hunt them down just to keep their own secrets.
0: They report what they've seen to the sheriff, and he asks that they all go back to the site where they saw the murder. Well, all the guys. The girls can stay in the RV, though.
1: Just lock it up now, says Warren Oates. You'll be safe. Even though the back window has been completely busted out. (laughs) Fend for yourselves, ladies. Love you. See you. Bye.
2: Bye Bye-bye.
1: Uh, The cops find the remains of the
0: bonfire and something on the ground that looks like blood. Could be something else. I don't know what. Cherry soda. uh, The contents of seven ketchup bottles. No fucking clue.
1: (laughs) What the fuck was up with that deputy? He was blaming the whole thing on hippies and talking about Aztec rituals and all kinds of crazy shit.
0: That was Deputy Dave, played by Wes Bishop. He actually co-wrote and produced this movie, and he also co-wrote another schlock classic, The Thing with Two Heads.
1: The Rosie Greer-Ray Milland movie? Yep. Awesome. So there's no real
0: evidence of murder, although they do find a dead dog hanging from a tree. Not exactly what the boys were looking for.
1: Meanwhile, back at the RV, the girls find a threatening note amidst the glass shards of their rear window. And here's what the note says. Catch this. You are warned by this rune to be silent. Any evil you cause will be returned to you ninefold. Now, this is followed by some sigils, some of which look like they come straight out of the Necronomicon. They might be Akkadian or Neo-Sumerian. Anyway, according to the Necronomicon, these are all names or aspects of the great god Marduk. In other words, the note says... If you fuck with us, all these deities will descend upon you and commence to smiting. For the record, this has fuck-all nothing to do with Aztecs or hippies.
0: As far as we can tell, it's got fuck-all to do with the Marduk, either. Um, (laughs) The sheriff tells our unhappy travelers to leave town because he's got this whole investigation under control. So if they find anything, they'll get a hold of them back in the big city. And if they don't, our gang in the RV will never hear from them again.
1: Uh-huh. Well, that's all well and good, but Peter Fonda got his own blood sample from the alleged murder site, and he's going to take it to a lab to find out if it's dog blood or blonde girl blood. But the immediate plan is to get to Amarillo by morning.
0: Well, first they have to stop and get the window fixed. Some badly toothed gas station attendant rigs up a patch with some plywood and an old car window and fixes the rear of the RV.
1: Attractive. Uh-huh. Now, Peter Fonda's wife is freaking out. She's getting paranoid, thinking everyone is staring at her. Uh, She's got this weird idea that everyone she sees is part of this evil coven that chased them the night before. And this is especially true when they decide to stop in at RV park. They're close to Amarillo at this point,
0: but they decide to stay somewhere a little more public. So the girls slip on their bikinis and head for the outdoor pool. How is that even possible? I, I know where you're going.
1: Well, seriously, the night before, they were all wearing winter coats and knit caps. They even talked about why they were going to take their vacation during the winter.
0: Hell, we see a calendar at the beginning of the movie, and from what I can tell, it shows
1: December 1974. You researched that? I did. Impressive. Yeah. Anyway, the question remains, what kind of fucked up biosphere is Texas, where it's freezing cold one day and bikini weather the next? They didn't even travel that far. It's not like they went from a mountain range and flew across the country to a tropical zone. They drove a couple hundred miles. In fact,
0: when the girls leave the pool and go back to the RV, the boys are listening to a football game. Football season is not
1: swimming season. No, it is not. Anyway, the girls leave the pool because, again, Fonda's wife thinks everyone is staring at her like they want to eat her. She doesn't feel safe, and she wants to go home.
0: Warren Oates completely nixes that idea when he hears it. In fact, he picks up a ski pole and uses it to emphasize the point that they are going to Aspen, and that's all there is to it.
1: And that's when they get some visitors.
0: RV parks are pretty friendly places, but these two people pretty much waltz in to their RV and begin poking around. Hey, look, Ethel. They got them one of them microwaves. <laughs> they're obnoxious. They're they're annoying. So fuck. Why not go out to dinner with them?
1: Why not? Uh, the fearless foursome and the couple that invaded their RV end up at Cowboy Bob's country bunker. They're eating Texas steak and drinking Texas beer and listening to a Texas band sing about how they're going to live on credit until they die.
0: And for some reason, Warren Oates, who seems fucking smarter than this, <laughs> tells his new friends all about seeing a murder committed by a coven. Of course, they don't believe him, but really, why the fuck would you tell a couple of people you just met about such a weird and traumatic
1: experience <laughs> seriously well meanwhile Fonda's wife is having no fun at all the still guitar player is staring at her the old guys at the bar are staring at her the dude in the hat who is clapping along to a totally different song <laughs> no rhythm at all is staring at her so she's either a narcissist or, she's right.
0: I love that guy who can't clap, man. He's like John Carradine's stunt double. He's
1: In his own great. fucking world, man.
0: <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm leaning towards she's right. Because when they come back from dinner, they find Ginger, their little yappy-ass
1: Pomeranian, dead. Gutted. Hanging from the door of the RV. I'm not sad about that. I'd wipe my ass with that damn dog. Of course, no one saw anything or heard anything. And it seemed like such a nice RV
0: park, too. So they drive off, promising Fonda's wife they'll bury the dog
1: later. (laughs) (laughs) Because you can do that. (laughs) That's right. You know, stop in a state park somewhere, drag out a shovel, bury a gutted dog. It's no big deal.
0: (laughs) So they're driving. And the girls are in the kitchen, because that's where this movie wants you to know women belong, is in the kitchen. Mm -hmm. They're in the process of making some coffee when they find a rattlesnake in the cabinet. And it
3: is
1: pissed. (laughs) And there's another one in the oven! Which, I don't know why they didn't just leave it in there and bake the fucker instead of trying to fight it. Well, because Warren
0: Oates drives the RV into a tree, that's why. (laughs) So snakes fly everywhere. And one winds up on the floor face to face with Peter Fonda (laughs) and the other winds up at Warren Oates' feet.
1: And the girls, by the way, are standing around screaming, waiting for the men to rescue them, which leaves me sitting on the couch going, just grab it by the fucking head. Are you stupid? (sighs) Warren kills one of the snakes with a ski pole. And Peter kills t- snake by grabbing the head, then commencing to bludgeon the damn snake against the wall like a giant floppy baseball bat until it dies or passes out or something.
0: The next day, while making sure that the RV is still drivable, the boys realize that their pursuers have also fucked up their dirt bikes. Slashed tires, snipped spokes, busted fuel lines, the whole deal.
1: Well, the RV does still work. It looks like shit, but it drives. So their first stop is at a gas station where they buy a pump-action shotgun. Because Texas.
0: There's not a working payphone anywhere along their route, though. Everyone says there was a big storm up north what knocked down them phone lines.
1: Come on. This is Texas, not Kansas after a twister, Auntie M.
0: Well, the plan now is to make it to a town called Fisher, They can pick up the interstate from there, make it to the next big city, and get that blood tested to
1: see if it's human or dog. And as they're driving, they wind up behind a cargo truck that stops suddenly. Then a tow truck pulls up behind them. And two more vehicles appear on the two-lane road, and before you know it, they are boxed in by kamikaze devil worshippers.
0: The worst
1: kind. Seriously, it's like a satanic spy
0: hunter game. And there's an amazing car chase slash battle that I can't even begin to describe except to say it's like a very small-scale version of the Road Warrior. Illogical explosions and people jumping from moving car to moving car, and it's just fucking cool.
1: (laughs) Also... That cargo truck in front of the RV, on the side is a logo for a a store called Starrettes. That's the director's last name. So there's some trivia with the devil for you.
0: Yeah, look at you.
1: Uh You know what? Stunt drivers in the 70s
0: just did not give a shit. There's some dangerous stuff going on in this movie, and it is badassery at its low-budget finest.
1: <laughs> then, after they escape that, they have to slow down because of an accident. Tell you, man, these devil worshippers do not want these folks to leave Texas. Texans are known for their friendliness. They just want the boys to set a spell and have some sweet tea. Or a monster energy drink. bandingo (laughs) well they crash the accident site figuring that it's a fake and again with the chasing and the shooting and all the terrible things redneck satanists have in their evil arsenal they fight their way out of
0: that and finally everything looks clear everyone is sweaty and exhausted and their headlights are busted so they can't drive at night so they pull off the road and they find a clearing out in the woods and they park the rv and they're getting ready to start a well-deserved round of drinking the aforementioned driest martinis ever when they hear chanting from outside.
1: (laughs) And here come the Satanists. (laughs) The sheriff is a Satanist. The couple they met in the RV park are Satanists. Everyone they've talked to throughout the whole fucking movie was a Satanist. I mean, I I bet Ginger the yappy dog was a canine Satanist. And as they try to escape, a giant ring of fire erupts from the ground and surrounds the RV. They're trapped.
0: It's over. They're, they're, they're screwed.
1: No happy endings in the 70s, kids. And the credits roll. That's Race with the
0: Devil. And the moral
1: of the story is... Stay the fuck out of Texas.
0: Back after this. Hi,
3: I'm Mark. And you know what? I'm Mike. And we're the host of the Hollywood Upside Down podcast. We are the only podcast that looks at the films of Fred Olin Ray and Jim Wynorski exclusively on a year-by-year basis. Every episode, we present the news surrounding the world of
0: these two legendary filmmakers. And we also try to speak with the many people involved with the films we discuss. Speaking of films, we generally talk about three to four films per episode by
1: reviewing and rating them. If you want to find out what those films are, visit our website at HollywoodUpsideDown.wordpress.
0: You can download our show via iTunes, Stitcher Smart Radio, by searching for Hollywood Upside Down.
3: So if you're a fan of B-movies and you know you are, you wouldn't be listening to us. Chances are you've seen some of the films of Fred Owen Ray and Jim Wynorski. So why don't you join us from
0: episode to episode and relive some of those favorite movie moments.
3: The moments you'll hear on the Hollywood Upside Down podcast. Honestly, the real reason we watch these films is we love watching boobs.
0: We sure do. Lots of large, small, flappy, flapjacky.
3: No, oh Mike. No, oh no, no. Very well endowed, boisterous, giant, jiggly boobs. Those two. Yes.
2: Hi, I'm Steven Seagal. That's right. Steven Sigal, and for the past 40 years, in between barbecuing oxen and roasting ball for my insatiable appetite, I never miss an episode of Dr. Action and the Kick Ass Kid commentaries. Ain't that right, Johnny?
3: Hi, I'm Dr. Action. Hi, and I'm the Kick Ass Kid. When I'm not watching action films, I'm usually polishing my gum while looking at a back.
2: And when I'm not watching action films, I'm normally outside with a harpoon
3: killing puppies. But usually you can find us both watching 80s 90s action films. You could follow us on Twitter @actionkickass.
2: You can find us on our main page which is dractionkickass.blogspot.com.
3: You can also find us on iTunes and TalkShow.
2: Yes, every week we do a commentary on an 80s and 90s action classic and where we can we also provide the film so that you can watch along with it.
3: This podcast explodes.
2: Hey, where's that baby mama at? I
0: got to tell you somebody. Welcome back to Kiss the Goat, and it is time for our final word on Race with the Devil. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for three questions. woo one is this really and for true a devil movie no 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 are you gonna elucidate on that or just fucking drop
1: that like a cm punk (laughs) pipe bomb (laughs) drops mike walks away no it just it just seems like a crazy cultist movie to me there's no real devil. There's no real anything. There's nudity and bonfires and people with bug eyes chasing other people through the desert. and It just doesn't feel like a devil movie to me. I mean, it was fun, but if, if somebody were to say, name me 10 devil movies, this wouldn't be on my list at all.
0: Well, yeah, I guess you really can't name it. Race with the Cultists, that doesn't really... <laughs> It doesn't quite roll off the tongue. Does it? It's not <laughs> mellifluous, no. Um,
2: what, do you, yeah. what about you? What
0: do you say? I don't know. I guess you're right. I guess it's not really a devil movie. I understand the there's Hollywood Satanism at play here yeah. in a major way. You know, the fucking the the high priest wearing like half of Leatherface's mask. <laughs> and killing the willing naked blonde girl. I mean, that's just so uh I don't know. It's so fucking it's so fucking LeVay, but LeVay would never fucking actually stab anybody before he fucked her at least. So yeah, I guess it's not it's not really a devil movie. It's a crazy cult movie, but no, it's not a devil
1: movie. You're right. Okay. Well, question number two is on a scale of one to six, how many devil horns do you give Race with the Devil?
0: See, I really fucking love this movie. Yeah? It's a lot of fun. I just, just watching it, and it's, it, it goes off the rails so fucking fast. You know, I, like there's no fucking way that everybody in this, in the entire state of Texas. <laughs> Is a member of the same fucking Satan cult, and they mm-hmm. all know immediately, watch out for this RV. <laughs> you know, there's no fucking way that's even possible. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna give it a four because the action is purebred, high octane, incredible, mm-hmm. but. I don't know, I guess, I guess when I really think about it, the story's a bit dumb, which is why I don't really think about
1: it. Yeah. Because <laughs> that would stop me from enjoying it. That's probably best. <laughs> um, I think the, the biggest thing that bothers me about the movie is that it's just, <sighs> there's not. A whole lot of meat to it it really is just it's it's like an action film kind of in the guise of sort of a horror movie so yeah the car chases are badass i mean that's like 70s primo car chases right there man it really is so that was that was really enjoyable but it's just kind of it's a little bit of a story and It's not enough to get you invested one way or the other, either in the characters or in the storyline. So, I I mean, I'd give it about a two and a half, I guess. Um, Oh, come on. Yeah, I mean, I liked it, but it's just kind of like, eh, okay. It is such an unlikely
0: jumble of genres that I give it points just for fucking balls. (laughs) Just for even trying it, you know?
1: There's there's plenty of
0: testosterone in it. Oh, my it, God. Sure. Yeah, and I guess that's another reason to take points away is because this movie is horribly fucking sexist. The women really don't do anything but stand around, scream, and make drinks. Yep. That's really it. I think, you know... The, and clean up. And clean up. Yeah, Lorena Swit drives every once in a while. <laughs> and that's about it. I mean, it's just like, bitches leave. That's the whole fucking... <laughs> I don't know why they're – I guess they're there just to make it seem like Peter Fonda and Warren Oates weren't buggering each other in the Roman bath. I don't That's know.
1: That's pretty much it. They, they, <laughs> they were the heterosexual counterbalance there. That was. Yeah. It.
0: It. It's just like us and our beards are going to Aspen. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay. I'm still going to stick with the four rating just because – that last fucking half hour is just... Oh,
1: yeah, you should. That
0: last half hour is just off the fucking chain, and mm-hmm. I love it. All right, question number three. Why should our listeners <coughs> watch Race with the Devil, or should they? <clears throat> Sorry, choked. <coughs>
1: um, watch it if you are a fan of 70s film. Like, period. If you like action film or horror film or anything, any any of the genres from 70 film, because, like I said, the car races, they're just epic. They really are. They're really cool. And that's probably, in my opinion, the best thing about it. Other than that closing scene, the final fucking scene, you just throw your head back and laugh because you're like, thank you. Kill these four (laughs) motherfuckers. They've been irritating me since the first two minutes of this movie. Oh. Justice is served. The cultist won. The only Closing thing, shot.
0: The only thing missing is that they didn't actually fucking roast ginger in the
1: Ring <laughs> of Fire. Yeah, see, that that would have been the ultimate. Yeah. But, um, but yeah. Yeah, watch it. Why the fuck not? If you like 70s movies, give it a shot. You'll probably enjoy it.
0: You've got to watch this fucking movie, dude. It's so fucking cool. And it's got that great 70s kind of uh, we lost Vietnam, fuck everything vibe. You know, just it's it's a total downer, but it's such a fun ride getting to it. Absolutely love this movie. So, yeah, fuck it. Check it out.
1: (laughs) Well, there's a lot of drinking in Race with the Devil. It's kind of the way that the boys prove their manhood.
0: Well, it's because the girls look like glorified barbacks.
1: (laughs) So, if you've got something to prove, or even if you just like the taste of sweet, sweet alcohol... Oh, sweet. Here's a fun way to watch this movie and get absolutely blotto at the same time. It's time for Drinking with the Devil.
0: Drink! Whenever Laura Parker, Peter Ponda's wife in the movie, freaks out in a crowd...
1: Drink whenever someone says, Ginger!
0: (laughs) (laughs) Drink whenever they pull into a gas station. Drink every time a payphone doesn't work. (laughs) And finally, our Grandmaster Challenge. Drink whenever you see someone who might secretly be a devil worshiper.
1: (laughs) Jesus Christ, that'll put you under the table. (laughs) But as always, do be advised that we do not condone underage drinking or alcohol abuse. But as the Gut doctor always said, they've always
2: always worked for for us.
1: us.
0: All right. Let's get to one of my favorite parts of the show. And that's where we answer letters from our beloved listening Mm -hmm. audience. It's time to ask the goat. Woohoo! hoo in your love letter. Straight from my
2: heart, fucker! You know what a love letter is? It's a bullet from a fucking gun, fucker. You receive a love letter from me. Do are fuck forever! Here we go,
1: into the malevolent mailbag. Tra-la-la. It looks like Joe Nance strikes first blood with his question. If you grew up in a situation like mine, you probably had records, cassettes, and CDs that if they weren't being confiscated for being devil music, then they were at least accused of being unholy symphonia. What modern performers or groups would you consider to be devil music? Extra points if the average user would not recognize the tainted melodies as being evil. I
0: don't... (sighs) I don't, listen to a, I, I don't listen to a lot of radio, but I am pretty sure that some country music is the most evil shit around. <laughs> Tip Tim McGraw songs come to mind, um, as does anything by Florida Georgia Line. <laughs> now, I say that because evil doesn't have to be smart. It just has to be evil. Even a toddler can be evil if it wants to be, but when I hear that horrible, sexist shit that oozes out of the mouths of some country singers, basically condoning and excusing abusive behaviors under the pretense of, that's just what country boys do, makes me angry. <laughs> I'm not a country boy by any stretch of the imagination, but I am a proud Southern man. And we learned respect for women growing up. It's in our raising. So I don't know who these posers are taking over our indigenous music and turning it into a vehicle for hate. But I'm a bit tired of it. It's not everyone, mind you, but there are a lot of them out there. And that is why I still listen to 80s goth and new wave and Iron Maiden.
1: (laughs) Um, shit. I don't know. Sarah McLaughlin? the fucking dog commercials.
0: <laughs> Please save ginger.
1: Seriously. No, I know. I hear you, Joe. I know where you're coming from. Um, actually when I was 16, <clears throat> my mother picked me up from school one day and there was a stack of, of, quote, Christian rock CDs in the seat between us, in the console between the two seats there in in the front of the car. I mean, seriously, they were all brand new, still shrink-wrapped. She must have dropped at least $150 on CDs that day, which for some people, you know, dropping $150 on music may not be a big deal. But um, it, we were poor, so <laughs> Dropping $150 on music outside of it being, you know, Christmas or a birthday or something was just absolutely unheard of. So this was a pretty big deal. And I looked at the CDs and I looked at my mom and I knew something bad had happened while I was at school that day. And mom was all nervous and kind of stammering like she didn't quite know how to tell me what had happened. Well, apparently she had made the decision, you know, through the, the infinite guidance of Jesus Christ, that um, the music that I was listening to was um, coming from the devil <laughs> and that I needed some some godly guidance there. So she tossed out all of my all of my music. All of it was gone. Um name names. And, well, at that point the uh the bulk of my music collection consisted of Aerosmith and um I believe that I had In Utero from Nirvana at that point. Um I had an Offspring CD.
2: Oh.
1: Um it was smash, wasn't
2: it? It was, it was, it was fucking yeah.
1: smash. Yeah, I had Smash, and um, I had Melissa Etheridge. Yes, I am. She's gay. She is gay. That's of the devil. So yeah, all of my music was gone, and I had a a, a stack of about twelve or thirteen Christian rock CDs to replace it, um, including you know Petra oh. and Mylon and Broken Heart and um uh some others that I can't really remember at the moment because vodka and um yeah so i i know where you're coming from there um as far as modern day music that is of the devil, personally, I would vote for, you know, that fucking butt rock shit that they play on rock stations now that's so popular, you know, Five Finger, Seether, Nickelback, Punch, um, because it's shit music and they pass it off as hard ass, like just awesome stuff and it makes me want to, it, it makes me want to kill people, and I think that's what's going on there. Is that you know they're they're projecting that that violent mass genocidal vibe because that's what I feel when I hear it. That's one of the saddest goddamn stories I've ever heard <laughs> in my life.
0: That's fucking terrible, Jesus! Welcome to my raisin, darling. Oh my God. Not only is it in utero my favorite fucking Nirvana album, but how how is Aerosmith satanic? The well, devil's the devil says Yeah,
1: Steven Tyler. Uh no he tries to say
0: words but his lips get in the way. They like trip over each other.
1: I actually asked that question because I was I was so angry about the whole situation and the answer that I got was all they all they talk about is sex How and can you I tell? I said <laughs> you know, at the time boys to men was really big. Uh My sisters fucking loved boys to men and they had their, one of their CDs. I don't fucking know what it was, but, um, I said, okay, so what about, and I rattled off like six songs off of the album that my sisters owned from boys to men. I was like, um, what does this song talk about? What about this one? And this one, and this one. And, um, I didn't get an answer on that.
0: Uh, Old Bless them. child syndrome.
1: Yeah, mom and daddy did the best they could. Oh, goodness.
0: Um, goodness. I would like to make it very well known that at this point, um, Cootie has replaced all of those albums that were lost during the great um, music purge of 1995. And then some. And then some. So, you know, <clears throat> we appreciate your thinking of donating music back to her library, but it would be <laughs> We've got that covered.
1: Got it covered, yep. <clears throat> yeah.
0: Our next question is also from Joe, and it goes a little like this. Actually, it goes exactly like this. I'm going to read it verbatim. Um, it is said that the human brain, at the time of death, in particular the alleviating duds, <laughs> immediately lubridutch making contest to gavitis, slip temperance, and expanded situatity. So why shouldn't we eat them?
1: Well, Joe... Although it has been postulated that the brainial glandages produce hallucinatory elixirs through the liviating duds, the scientifical proving of such existences is inconclusical. Even though ayahuasca and dimethyltryptamine are condensatory lubriduches of the processings of the squishings of the frontal lobosities, those can be obtained through certain alchemical processes like bungossary and thambolic regurgitation. Even the Kandathian peoples of the Rune Popo Valley know that. So, while our cannibalistic geneticism demands that we at least once in our lives mysticulate the brainiferous matters, society dictates that we follow the shimbophological boundaries set in place by our gimwadas. Um, What she said. So, fuck you, Joe Nance.
0: Um.
1: Anyway, across the pond, our Scottish brother, Duncan McLeish, who has three different shows, all of them extremely informative and very funny, chimes in this week with a reversal of the question he asked last week. Who's the best actor you'd see playing God in a movie who hasn't already, and why? Oh. Uh, yeah, that's a tough one. The the fucker is, I had
0: an answer to this earlier and completely fucking don't remember what it was. Um, <laughs> I have an answer. Well, good. Go, because shit.
1: I would like to see somebody completely fucking like Shady and twitchy and weird play God. Like, give me Matthew McConaughey as God. <laughs> I would so be behind that. I'd be like, fuck yes, Matthew McConaughey is God. I'm not so sure he's not. <laughs>
0: Jesus, after True Detective, that man can do anything, and I right? would be happy
1: with it. Yeah, you can do no wrong in my eyes now.
0: Um, I have two choices. Uh, my first choice is Tom Atkins.
1: <laughs> Fuck yes, Tom Atkins.
0: Fuck yes, Tom Atkins. And really, if I have to explain it, you don't need to be listening to my show. Um, <laughs> but my second choice for God would be James Woods. James Woods? Because I want a little skinny, twitchy god who doesn't really answer any questions, but just kind of dances <laughs> around it. Hey, James Woods god, why is the hunger? Uh, I don't know. Um, what do you think? Why do you think there's hunger? I, look, I'm hungry now. Do you want some fries? I like fries.
1: Ooh, piece of candy. <laughs>
0: perfect oh god <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, so yeah there's that <laughs> one more one more from the Mighty Duncan oh. what is your favorite death in a horror movie Ooh, good one now there's one that I know Cootie and I agree on and I think it's our I think it's both of our number one fuck yes hit it
1: The first death scene in Suspiria.
0: Dude. Where you see the knife go into her heart and it kinda goes (laughs) a little bit and flutters, and then there's Mm -hmm. the telephone wire and the fucking stained glass window and the steel supports.
1: It's uh, blood dripping from her toes, not six inches from the marbled floor.
0: Yeah. All the Final Destination movies tried to be those five minutes.
1: They failed. Yes. They had some good ones, but they failed.
0: But really that's they all tried to be that one scene and just could not quite match the beauty and the brutality of that scene. Now I've got I have two more. What about you?
1: Um the only other one that I could think of that really stands out for me, there's a lot. I mean fuck, we watch so many horror movies. They they tend to blur together after a while. But um, it was one of the Friday the 13th movies, and you told me earlier, was it Jason X? Yes. Yes, um, where he picks up the girl in the fucking sleeping bag and, like, bashes her against the tree. <laughs> they made me laugh so hard. That's, like, the only thing I liked in that entire fucking movie was that one kill. And I don't even know why. <laughs> it's just,
0: it's like, it's like having it's a sack full of kittens. Great. That's why. <laughs> it's fucking
1: great. So anyway, yeah, that was my other pick. Uh, all right. My other two. <laughs> I
0: have two other picks. Um, one is the, uh, the arm chopping scene from Tenebrae. <laughs> oh, dude. Man, where he cuts her arm off and she just starts basically paints that white wall red with her blood.
1: It's incredible. It was pretty amazing. Oh, Just just, panic-stricken. That was all like Japanese blood spray right there, man. It was. was.
0: It was straight-up
1: machine girl. Yeah.
0: Crazy shit. So yeah, I love that. But my other favorite kill is also from a Friday the 13th movie. And it's from Friday the 13th Part 3. Um... Which I got to watch in 3D in the theater I don't even know how many times, dude. It played our little (laughs) neighborhood theater. A dollar a seat. They knew me. I didn't check my ID. I watched it like every night for like three weeks. Um, But when Jason grabs... uh, The character's name is Paul. He grabs Paul's head and squeezes until one of his eyes pops out. (laughs) And when it pops out and you watch it in 3D it totally pops out and flies over the head of the entire (laughs) audience. So the trick was to sit in the back row so you could watch all the other motherfuckers in the theater duck and try to get out of the way of the eyeball. eyeball. (laughs) That's so awesome. And what's great is when you don't watch it in 3D, you can totally see the fucking fishing line the eye is on. (laughs) Just like somebody just pushed it like it was like on an abacus. But in 3d that shit's amazing just <laughs> watching the people ah, just start to get out of the way it was so great
1: oh that's fun
0: that's my, yeah that's definitely on my list of favorite shit ever
1: <laughs> wow well finally gary hill asks a very simple question can the brood witch really be dismantled or is that a myth jesus gary You don't touch the brood witch. Seriously. I mean, the brood witch is forged in darkness from wheat harvested in hell's half acre, baked by Beelzebub, slathered with mayonnaise from the evil eggs of a powerful dark chicken, beaten into sauce by the hands of a one-eyed madman with cheese, Boiled from the rancid teat of a three-headed fanged cow and layered with 666 sap meats from an animal which has maggots for blood. No bacon? Well, bacon is extra.
0: For the love of all that is holy, Gary, resist the siren call of the brood witch. This is no time to be myth-busting. Mm-mm. Do not attempt to dismantle, fold, spindle, or mutilate the brood witch. Leave it alone. And that goes for all of you. Hey, would you like to have your answer questioned on Kiss the Goat? Strike that. Reverse it. Sorry. Hey, would you like to have your question answered on Kiss
1: the Goat? Then by all means, you should make that happen. You can always ask us anything on our Facebook page. Or you can send us a message at our evil email address, which is thegoatofmadness at gmail.com.
0: However, you're listening to us right now, whether it be through a direct download on iTunes or through a poorly installed mono loudspeaker in your captor's dank basement, do be aware that we are a proud member of the Horophilia Network of Horror Podcasts. All hail our benevolent overlord, Jason Lloyd for disseminating our blasphemy to you.
1: Hail, Jason Lloyd. Hail, Jason. The holidays are coming, and we can't think of a better gift for Grandma than a whiskey flask with our Kiss the Goat logo on it. You should visit our website, kissthegoat.weebly.com, is where you'll find our Wear the Goat electronic commerce store, where you can get anything from hoodies to T-shirts to baby clothes. All the money earned from our web store sales goes directly to us, so we can buy more booze and pay for Internet so we can keep making shows for you. Buy our shit. Please. And don't forget to vote on our
0: spoiler poll. You can help direct the future of this here show because we're all about the interactivity. We talk to you, you talk to us. It's like a relationship, except that we don't care if you leave the toilet seat up. <laughs> you can find that at our Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash groups slash kiss the goat.
1: Or you could just search Facebook for kiss the goat. Oh,
0: yeah, if you want to do it the easy way.
1: <laughs> and finally, our thanks to all of you. Without our acolytes and faithful listeners, we're... Well, we're still awesome, but we sure like doing this show, and we're really glad you listen week after week, hour after hour. You keep it up, and so will we. That's going to do it for episode 11
0: of Kiss the Goat. Thanks for hanging out. As always, my name is X. And
1: I'm Cootie. Drink Drink Monster! Monster.
3: I guess we'll go back to doing what I do best. I guess we'll go back to doing what I do best. Show off. When do we get started? When do we get started? That's my line. When do we get started? That's my line. You oh. say whenever, whenever you like. Whenever you like. So <laughs> I right, keep it rolling. Okay. This is good stuff. Yeah, I like
0: this. There's not a working po. Excuse me. Three, two, there.
1: What? The-
0: That's my chin, actually. Oh, okay. My chin.